Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 192nd ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Rebel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. How are you? Two weeks in a row, we're doing this way too early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. Last night was probably... The worst night of sleep I've ever had in my life. Uh, you don't even have a baby. I don't. I know. I'm like I'm. I'm pulling a Cameron here. Like no sleep. No, like team no sleep. Um, it was like storming all night long. Like it, I, I like the rain. The rain's nice, but like, does it have to just be like loud thunder all night long? Like really? And my dog's like on top of my head all night. You know, it's just it wasn't. A, it wasn't a great night, but you know what? Here we are, regardless, and we're we're cheery and happy, and we're oh, yeah. ready to talk Mizzou. So. That's absolutely true. We just we're just going right through it. Soldier on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got some stuff to talk about. We're gonna once again revisit the Mizzou quarterback, Mizzou football quarterback situation. Uh, there's new developments there potentially. Uh, we're gonna talk about the status of the basketball roster. Who could be the next addition? Who could be the next addition to the football roster? All of that. But first, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, give us a review on the podcast platform you listen to us on, and you can support us directly on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Oh, by the way, smash past 400 YouTube subscribers, so thanks everyone who subscribed. Thank you, everyone. Uh, keep it up. We appreciate it. Um, you want to go football or basketball first? Uh, we we could go uh, we can go basketball. Okay, basketball would be a shorter segment, I think. So, we had previously talked about Adam Miller, uh, previously from Illinois and then LSU. There was a lot of rumors and stuff about him maybe coming to Mizzou. That kind of all fell through. Doesn't look like that's uh, even remotely close to happening because he has said that his final two schools that he's choosing from are TCU. And returning to LSU. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a roller coaster for sure. Um, and there were, I mean, there was all kinds of reports out there. I don't know if uh, people in the Adam Miller camp were giving bad information at some point. Like, I don't know. But there were a lot of people uh, all over the internet on various channels that, that were very convinced that Mizzou was right there in the running for him. And then all of a sudden he just, uh, then we started like, well, maybe not. And then we got the top two and that's where we are. So, um, it, yeah, it was strange recruitment. I mean, just nothing from Adam Miller, uh, at all for probably, I don't know, a solid three, four weeks. Um, and then just rampant speculation Yes, and in then, every direction. Yes. And then everyone's wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to find some like TCU fan account or something that was like tweeting about him early like because they would have been like the only people who were in on that so no adam miller so we're still potentially looking for a guard for the basketball team Mm -hmm. literally anyone can that can shoot please yeah but honestly like there's no prospects out there like i don't know it doesn't seem like they're going to imminently fill that role or fill that spot um they might be adding a big man, Jamarion Sharp from Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is seven foot five, <laughs> excellent uh, finisher at the rim and shot blocker. 
he is officially in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. There was some speculation because of his obvious ties to Kyle Smith-Peters, who he played for at John A. Logan, that maybe he would be the next player to join Mizzou, but he wasn't even in the transfer portal yet. But as the deadline came and went, he did enter the transfer portal. And I believe Memphis and Louisville have Mm. both uh, expressed interest in him joining their teams. Obviously, Mizzou would like to have him, and they probably feel decent about their prospects with Smith-Peters on the the staff. That would be a pretty big get because that would be the traditional five-spot rim protector anchor of the defense. Yeah, I feel like uh, Gates would love to have on the team. Yeah, Sharp is a guy that we kind of speculated about for a few weeks, even before he was even in the transfer portal, like you said, because of his connection with with Smith, Smith Peters. As soon as that hire was official, it was like, all right, let's get Sharp in the portal. Yeah. And it took a while. He mm-hmm. waited until literally like the last day that you can enter the portal and still be uh, immediately eligible somewhere else. So. Um, I mean, if you haven't watched any film in this guy, go go on YouTube, look look up some highlights for Jamarian Sharp, because yeah, like you said, seven five, he runs the floor like as well as a guard. Almost, I was gonna say he does not look seven foot no. five in a good way. He's just striding down the floor yeah. and is remarkably athletic for how big he is, and will just like lunge for to block a shot or something, and just cover so much ground with his length and everything. So. He's truly amazing to watch. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he averaged almost five blocks a game yeah. at Western Kentucky, which is just, it, that's unbelievable. I remember hearing about him a little bit when they played Kentucky, and he was pretty impactful in that game and being like, whoa. How, at yeah. that time, I was like, why have I never heard of this guy? He's like mm-hmm. seven foot five and is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually like mobile and, and you know, yeah. not like goofy. Right. But, um, yeah, he, I mean, he's not going to light up the scoreboard necessarily, but just as far as the implications for what the other team has to do to plan around a guy that's 7'5 in the middle of the defense totally changes things. So, um, yeah, that would be that would be a huge addition, and uh, we'll see if uh, Missouri can land him. Um, kind of surprised that, you know, if he's looking for NIL money, I'm surprised that uh, Western Kentucky wasn't able to make that happen. I don't know who uh, funds their player acquisitions but uh they've been pretty good at it for a little while now yeah uh, well, even even before things were legal yeah cause, yeah they would land like random four and five star players at western kentucky sometimes and uh i can't remember their coach's name off the top of my head uh, rick stansbury yes yeah he was just known as a good recruiter yeah he's a very a very good recruiter yeah <laughs> he finds a way to get guys on campus yeah uh wasn't able to hold on to sharp though true i would love for Missouri to add Sharp. Oh, me too. That'd be huge. They still have two spots open. Yeah. Um. So, give us Sharp, and then give us Isaiah Mosley, <laughs> the the one of the greatest homecomings ever. Yeah. Back to Columbia. Um. Yeah. I that would be amazing. I don't think that's gonna happen, Cameron. Uh, I think you probably already knew that. Um. I'm set on it happening. Isaiah Mosley transferring from Missouri State. So from here in Springfield, I've watched him play the last three years. He is honestly probably one of the best pure scorers in college basketball. I watched him score like 40 points against Northern Iowa this past season. 
He was one of the best this past year as a junior. Yeah. He yeah. Definitely will be this upcoming season. Right. Yeah. He is truly gifted at, um, at just scoring the ball in every way possible from every uh, distance from the basket that you can imagine. And um, yeah, so he is now officially in the, in the portal. There was some, you know, I thought that there was a good chance he could return to Missouri State. There was actually a lot of rumors that he was most likely going to return from kind of the, some of the Springfield area journalists. And, and Springfield area businesses like put a fund together yes. to, for an NIL fund to try yes. to keep him here. The entire city of Springfield was like, we will come together and keep you here with like NIL money. And uh, yeah, we even donated a few mil and everything. So, but it wasn't enough to keep him here. So, um, I mean, he of course has every big name in college basketball on him. I mean, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, they're, they're all interested. And so I unfortunately do not think that the, the greatest homecoming ever is going to happen, Cameron. Yeah. Uh, he's very good friends, literally like lifelong friends with two players on Kansas roster. Uh, Dewan Harris and Christian Brown. Except I think Brown's going to the NBA. Maybe that's he, true. He declared. I don't. He could return. He yeah. has a year of eligibility. Um, yeah. I wonder if his uh, draft stock would be at its peak right now, or if returning would help him. I don't know. I feel like he would probably only have a similar season. I hope he's gone. <laughs> I kind of do too. But if they're replacing him with Mosley, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, and, I and KU is coming to Columbia this upcoming season right yes so there will be a homecoming whether you like it or not yeah I, I, well i'm presuming a lot here you're you're uh, you're assuming yeah oh i mean i'm right there with you I, I i think he's going to kansas i think he's a kansas lock unfortunately and i even thought about that in the season i had one of those like awful moments where i was like watching isaiah mosley and then i was like man here's no way he plays here next year at missouri state right and i'm like what are some realistic places that mosley could go yeah, Kansas makes all the sense in the world with, you know, Egbaji leaving and some of those guys. Like, yeah. they're going to have spots open, and yeah. they're going to be all over him. But, yeah, you uh, you bring up a good point. Mosley's going to be coming back to Columbia, most likely, I, in my opinion. And uh, Harris, Dewan Do- Harris will be making a homecoming Harris, no matter what. for sure. And Dude, what, a, what, a, what a likable player, honestly, in my opinion, Harris is. Yeah. And just, like, low-key. Yeah, uh, just like doing the dirty does, work. Does his job, yeah. Not too flashy. Yep. I hate it. And Matt, uh, and it's like, you know, there was a team in Columbia that could have used a point guard the last <laughs> couple of years. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so they're going to do the whole, if, if he does go to Kansas, I mean, just get ready for, uh, you know, all the stories about how Missouri, you know, was too good for him or, you know, something he, you know, took his eligibility elsewhere and, you know, made him look bad and stuff. That's just, it's going to happen. Just go to Duke. Just yeah, just I don't. I please. I've never wished to like for a player to go to Duke. <laughs> oh man! So I don't know. Well, Missouri will reach out, right? I mean, I saw a list a couple days ago of programs that have contacted him. It was maybe seven or eight schools. Missouri was not on that list, but that doesn't mean they haven't reached out. It just it could mean that uh, they didn't have enough room on the tweet for for lowly Missouri. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't see, it's just, it's not going to happen, I don't think. <sighs> yeah, um, well, we got some good defensive stoppers at the wing spot, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're good for, I honestly, we're good for this year, potentially, and we have some good, you know, seniors on this team that will be able to score and, and defend in the perimeter, but... 
I was imagining the the matchup. Like maybe we could shut him down. Yeah, but yeah, and, yeah. I, after this year, I'm a little nervous. But for that for that um, conversation specifically, though, just who's gonna shut down um, Isaiah Mosley for potentially? Yeah, Hodge and Gomillion. Yeah, good defenders. Yeah, they could do it. They could do it. I like <laughs> to think that. I like to think so. Just what what a ridiculous timeline. Obviously, he has he's not committed to Kansas or anything. No, yet. but we just are. All, I have it in my mind that that's what's gonna happen. It just seems like a very typical thing to happen. Mm-hmm. The Columbia kid that Missouri just, you can't even say they missed on him. No. I mean, they missed in their evaluation, perhaps, but so did everybody else. Yeah. And, and I've seen conversations about, like, well, can you really blame Conzo and staff for not recruiting him when no other Power Five teams did? Yeah, probably. And I 100% say you can. <laughs> I think you can as well. Like, he's, yeah, he's in your backyard. You got to, yeah. I think you just have to, uh, take advantage of that situation considering like what kind of recruiting we were doing it's not like we had you know a couple of four and five star guys that were just we didn't have room right like i think we could we had room to take a flyer on mosley and didn't yeah and it's not like uh he stepped into a situation at missouri state where he was like you know commanding minutes day one as a freshman yeah i mean he was he was a big recruit for missouri state but absolutely but sure he still worked into his role there and you know had some development sure yeah so it's not i don't know i just can't imagine he was in a situation at that time where he was like you know not going to be okay not playing a lot as a freshman Mm -hmm. oh man (laughs) that's he has this like he has this like James Harden step back that like nobody can guard. Yeah, he's so crafty. He gets into the lane, pump fakes, like uses his pivot foot so well. Yeah. Up and under moves. Yeah. Just. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, he yeah. and uh, Gage Prim were fun to watch at Missouri oh, State. Oh man, they were quite a duo. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. All right. So obviously, we think he's probably gonna end up at Kansas. Real quick on Sharp, he's got, I mean, did he just play his freshman year? Does he have three years of it? No. I don't want, I don't mean to burst your bubble Well, he played hard. at John A. Logan, and then he played, yeah. did he only played one year at Western Kentucky, right? I'll look it up. I think he's got potentially two or three years of eligibility. I don't know about that. He, uh, according to Ken Palm, he Com- just completed his junior year air quotes yeah at western kentucky okay it's so probably so, two years of eligibility yeah okay at most i would say okay yeah get him on board i say offensive rating of a 121 oh my that was uh 71st in the country third uh his offensive rating in conference play 125 third in in the conference his two-point shooting percentage 73 percent and 5,000 blocks uh number two block percentage in the country only behind Trayvon Brazil (laughs) (laughs) maybe uh number one effective field goal percentage jeez very efficient yeah at the rim yeah his highlights are basically just like throw it up near the rim and he just went up and got it yeah, so, yeah, give me Sharp and Mosley, and we've got a roster for next year. Sounds good. Is that how you think it's going to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just bank on that. 
Anything less? I mean, honestly, though, I, I think we will land sharp. And for that last scholarship, I have no idea what's going to happen with it. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of guys we're involved with anymore. No. Everybody that has visited has either gone, has either committed to Mizzou or gone somewhere else. Um, I don't know. I I don't think – do you think it would bank the scholarship? Like, you think that's a possibility? It's possible. I mean, there's a little bit of uncertainty with how many guys would return for their COVID season next year. Um, so maybe banking the scholarship just helps you balance out the classes a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of older guys on the roster now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have the option to return, though. Um, I was going to say something else. I forgot. Oh, well. Man, we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> it, was a, it was something good, too. Um, <laughs> all right, ready to talk football for a little bit? Um, who's Missouri's quarterback going to be? Oh, man. Uh, this has been quite the journey um, the last few months from, like, the moment the bowl game ended to now. Like, it's been, like, Brady Cook's a guy. Uh, JT Daniels is going to be the guy. Uh, who was even the Jalen? Uh, Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels yeah. might be the guy. Uh, you know, um, it's just been like three or four different guys have been like that's probably our new quarterback for next year and yeah. then it's like you know something happens so and now i'm like is uh is it gary 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 bohannon is he gonna be the guy i think so you think so but i've said that twice already now okay well uh third time's a charm and uh, yeah Ga- gary bohannon uh transfer quarterback from baylor took a visit to missouri this past year or the past year <laughs> past uh weekend and I mean, that seems to be something that makes sense. And, you know, I don't know what other suitors uh, Bohannon has right now, but to be able to lose the starting job basically at Baylor and then transfer, you could almost argue that he's transferring up to like an SEC school. That's, I don't know that there's any other SEC schools that are interested at this point, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Baylor is better than Missouri at this point for sure, uh, as far as which team is better. But yeah, I think they won the Big Twelve last year. Yeah, won twelve games. He, yeah. I think he started all of them. Um, yeah, I. It is a weird situation, basically. Yeah, lose the competition and then just basically walk into a starting job yeah. in the SEC. Yep. Um. It's so crazy to me this whole Mizzou quarterback situation. I don't know what to think. I'm, I'm like trying to gauge the fan reaction like each step of the way. And it's very interesting, I think. There's a good chunk of Mizzou football fans that really, really want to just roll with Brady Cook as the starter. And they might... I feel like these fans want... Understand adding another quarterback for depth... But help me out here. If we're thinking that we need another quarterback, but they're not going to walk in as the starter, are we kind of assuming that Sam Horn goes to play baseball? I have no idea. There's because, so many moving parts of the situation. Yeah, because if we got, like, say, we got Cook the starter, making the backup, and then you've got an emergency situation, four games of Sam Horn and he retains his red shirt and then you've got emergency emergency uh tommy Locke, or somebody like that 
you know? Yeah. That seems like enough emergency situations right. covered. That's just my opinion. Um, but if you think that Horn is not coming to Mizzou, if you think he's going to go MLB, then even if you think Brady Cook is the starter, then you probably do want to add a quarterback. I think it just is more about – I think it's probably less about what Sam Horn's going to do and more about I don't think Drink feels comfortable – rolling in the season with brady cook actually i should probably rephrase that i i think he would he would feel okay about it but i think he would feel better if there was more a more experienced option yeah and you know i don't know what's going to happen with horn i i think there's probably still a very good chance he ends up at missouri at least for his freshman year and uh and shows up to compete but um, i was thinking more from the fans perspective yeah i feel like there's a uh i put my psychologist hat on here uh i feel like there's maybe a little cognitive dissonance or something where people want Brady Cook to be the starter but understand coach Drinkwitz is really trying to add another quarterback Mm -hmm. so that must just be for depth and I feel Mm -hmm. like those two things don't exactly match they can't both exist yeah Yeah, I could be wrong of course but I really feel like coach Drinkwitz is trying to bring in a starter yeah that's what it seems like the three quarterbacks the three transfer quarterbacks that we've been serious about adding those guys would not they're like be coming to Mizzou to be backups. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, especially Bohannon. He literally transferred the second he knew he wasn't starting at Baylor. Right. So he probably is not going to uh, transfer somewhere where he isn't going to be the shoe in to start. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird situation. And I don't remember a time we've ever had this much uncertainty at the quarterback position, um, you know, three, four months away from season starting. But. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting spot for Tyler Macon and Brady Cook, too. Kind of the guys who've just been there. Every time you turn around, they're there, available, yeah. ready to go. And, you know, um, but that's just, that's the part of it. That's, I'm sure they understand that's part of the business. And we got to put the best chance we have to win out there. And there have been zero rumors or rumblings that either one of them is like frustrated with the situation and wants out yeah. or, you know, will transfer if they're not the starter. There's been nothing like that. Yeah. Oh man, man, I would absolutely love for one of those two guys to be the starter and just to work out like that would just be amazing. But I don't know. I don't know if that would happen. Yeah. I think from my perspective, what I'm looking at is I would love that as well. But I feel like if I, because of how hard the coaching staff has been trying to add a quarterback, that's just a red flag to me with what we have. have And trust that evaluation. And I feel like if I mentally go to a place where I'm like, I want Brady Cook to be the starter, and I think he can do it. I think he can lead this team to a winning season and a bowl game and all that. I feel like I'm setting myself up for disappointment if I lean into that too much. Yeah, I think Brady Cook is uh, certainly a very um, high-floor kind of guy. Like, he'll come in and we'll be fine, but his ceiling is just very limited in my mind. And, you know, he's he is fairly athletic. He can move and um, he's he's shown he can make some good throws. He made an amazing throw in the spring game to Luther Burden. Mm-hmm. Having good wide receivers helps the quarterback a lot. And so maybe uh, Brady Cook could improve from what we've seen of him with uh, an upgrade in wide receivers. But um, I agree. I think I would uh, I think I would probably prefer to trust the coaching staff and um, have Bohannon as the quarterback if that's what the coaching staff wants. It seems to be like that's what they want. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bohannon, uh, last year at Baylor, um, completed 63% of his passes for 
2,200 yards, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a uh, quarterback rating of 146. And then he also rushed 76 times for 323 yards and another nine touchdowns. Oh, wow. So pretty obvious dual threat. And he looks really good running the ball. Mm -hmm. Like he sees the field well, makes cuts. Not like a running back, right. but he Almost does an incredible job for a quarterback. RG3 light a little bit? Honestly, what I saw looking at him was James Franklin. Mm. Uh, maybe a little bit more nimble, but of course we sort of remember uh, the 2013 James Franklin. Right. And I'm thinking more like uh, 2011 James Franklin, last year in the Big 12. Maybe not, uh, Bohannon's maybe not like trucking guys as much as James Franklin did, but just the Bohannon is James Franklin-esque in that he is looking to pass and then is extending the play, still looking to pass, still looking to pass, and then takes off if he has to. Hmm. Uh, I really liked seeing that, and that's what reminded me of James Franklin. James Franklin was never, unless it was a designed run, um, he wasn't just like panicking and trying to take off. And that's what I liked from Bohannon. He's still going through his reads and then when it completely breaks down then he takes off gotcha so yeah i would love to see him as the as the starter um i it's it's tough because i still feel like we haven't seen enough from uh cook or macon and maybe people argue with me on this but i feel like we haven't seen enough to feel confident either direction right i still feel like it's very unknown what brady cook would bring as the season-long starter yeah yeah, I think both those guys um, are exciting to think about what they could be. And, you know, we saw some flashes from Macon last year whenever he played in the Georgia game. Like, man, I was wanting to see more of him out against the best defense by a mile um, in the country last year in Georgia. Uh, Macon had some nice runs. Uh, obviously, he needs to work on, you know, his precision in the passing game, but clearly has a cannon for an arm and uh, had some nice completions down the field at times. I, that's the kind of guy that if he really clicks um, after a couple of years of development could be really, really good. Um, uh, his ceiling is, you know, could be really high. But And th- honestly, the, sometimes the best way to get those guys' experience is just to put them out there in the game. Well, that's what I'm thinking now. It makes me even more frustrated that Drink didn't go to one of these guys last year. Yep. That was he, really frustrating. Yeah. And that would be pretty helpful right now if we had more better evaluation. Yes. If we knew what these guys could bring and and maybe he just knows that they don't have what he wants. And and, and that's what we were saying all last year. Like what is he seeing in practice that makes him not want to go to these guys? Yeah. And it took, you know, all the way into the bowl game for an injury for Brady cook to get a start. Yeah, I'm I'm always, you know, obviously I just said five minutes ago, I want to trust the coach's evaluation. And then there's like the situation that I always I, I, I can never get over the situation with Sean Robinson where he was the day one starter and looked horrible. Yeah. No offense. I love Sean Robinson, yeah. but he didn't. I mean, again, he had to play Alabama, but right. the team was clearly the offense was more efficient when Bazelak got in there. And it was like, what yeah. were you seeing in practice? Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know. They pulled the plug on that really quick, though. That's another interesting point is they must have felt like it was pretty even going into that first game Mm -hmm. for them to make the switch that quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was like a game and a half and Robinson was out. So in the coaching staff's mind, uh, obviously we're looking and we're reading into this a lot, but we got to, I mean, 
It's a very strange it's, situation. Yeah. So the coaching staff's mind, if you're comparing those two situations, the gap has to be greater, considerably greater in their mind, going from yep. uh, Bazelak to yeah, exactly because they sh- they showed yeah um, in that first season if the quarterback is not working out, we will pull him and put in somebody else that we think can be better. And they did not do that last season until they basically had to. Yeah. So yeah, that's that is certainly concerning about the prospects of of cook and making yeah mm. so bohannon come on down and uh he only played multiple games i think in two seasons he was at baylor for four years really only played much at all for two seasons only one as the starter um so he might have two years of eligibility again Nobody knows how any of that works. If he wants it, he can have it. Yeah. That's, that's what the NCAA, NCAA is doing now. Right. You want an extra year? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> 10 years from now, they'll be like, uh, were you here during COVID? Uh, maybe. Yeah. All right. Here's another year. But we don't need him for two years because Sam Horn's going to take over and lead us to the national championship. It's amazing like how our just like feelings, or at least my feelings of Sam Horn, Sam Horn have just been all over the place like holy crap this guy's the savior of Missouri of, of Mizzou football and now I'm just like is he gonna show up I don't know yeah uh there's people on the internet that know more about the MLB draft situation than yeah. we do and that it's still very conflicting I mean yep. there's people that think uh he'll take the signing bonus and go MLB I think that's the minority opinion but also we might be dealing with Mizzou fans who just really hope that he comes to Mizzou uh I don't. I don't even know when the timeline of when we'll know what's going on there. But yeah, I mean, he would need to be on campus in a month. Yeah. Well, there we go. We'll find out pretty soon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one other note about quarterbacks. Uh, 2023 four-star from Washington, uh, Jabari Johnson, visited Mizzou uh, recently and had only fantastic things to say about his visit. Cameron? I was just couldn't remember if I hit record or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw you looking at the camera. You were really scaring me there for a second. I scared myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, that would be, uh, it sounded like that visit went really well. Like you said, that would be pretty exciting uh, quarterback to get the class started for sure. Number 14 quarterback in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Sometimes I wonder how they just find somebody in Washington State that is interested, but yeah, I but his like report post visit was literally one of the most positive I've heard. Just like explicitly repeating how much he enjoyed his time, and he was tweeting about it and stuff. And it really just seems like at this point it's going to be down to Missouri and Washington uh, for him. So keep an eye out there also keep an eye out there's gonna be two commits later today of course our timing we are recording in the morning of a day where we know there's gonna be like two players committing to mizzou football yeah they uh uh coach Drinkwood sent out the bat signal last night uh it's thursday morning right now uh he sent it out on wednesday night still haven't heard anything yet so uh wish we could uh talk about who that's going to be uh, we can obviously speculate it i mean uh, Jabari Johnson's visit went so well. It could it be him? Maybe I don't think it is, but it's it's not impossible. Uh, that would be an amazing way to uh, to kick off or not. You know, they already have a couple of commits, but yeah. 
to restart. Yes, yeah. to restart recruiting in football. Um, but we will we'll wait and see who that's going to be. I'm assuming we'll we'll hear today. Honestly, when uh, when I saw the video bat bat symbol go out, bat um, symbol you yeah. said again. Um, <laughs> I thought it was maybe just like. Here we go, starting to back up. Yeah, I, I mean that's actually possible. Like I, uh, I think I tweeted something about it, and I was like, "Is this a bat signal?" I was like, "I guess it is," but I don't know if if I've seen this before. Hmm. I thought it. Could what if just it just? Be, what if it's just a random like vi- video? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That would be weird. Some people think a commitment is imminent, so yeah, we'll go with that. All right, is that all for this week? I think so covered the basics for both teams i really i hope i i think we're gonna get some news on the basketball side of things fairly soon i think so too i think we'll get a spot filled football's coming in hot and heavy that's very exciting you've been playing ncaa football uh mm. video game i've been playing it a lot it's that time of year yeah all right special thank you to our patreon supporters at the ten dollar level and above brit trees brian smith ryan Demore, tristan ben smith parker daddy jd lewis hernandez tim keens and tyler harsel thank you thank you boys uh you can find this podcast on spotify uh apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. we're on twitter at mizzou sports pod and you can email us at missouri sports pod at gmail.com you can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop missouri sports pod thank you everyone for listening we will see you next week